It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks, Vanessa. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. And a reminder about Brighton's Lawyers, your verdict. Pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win $2,500. Head to sensurvivor.com.au. Uh, Green Keeping Rooster says on the text, Vossi and Missile, it's good to see that the breakfast show has turned into Bulldogs <laughs> Radio. Uh, meantime, we have also uh, from uh, James, good to hear James Magnuson on, a bit of a break from the Daily Panthers loving. So there you go. It's hard to please the, please the masses. Now, the cricket coverage on SEN. I said the other day, it's it really is some of the best radio you will ever hear. Um, uh, look, I, I grew up listening to ABC Radio. Mate, it's now daylight between SEN and, and ABC, sorry. Um, they still provide a service, but the SEN coverage is fantastic. Adam Collins is part of that, you know, Jared Waitley. And Adam Collins has gone back to England where he resides in between tests. And I, I, I'll, I'll say, first of all, Adam, welcome to the show and thank you for your for your time while you're taking a bit of a break. How are you doing? Good to be with you, yeah. Um, I, I saw a window. We had a, um, a second baby six weeks ago, so um, heading over yeah. for the first two tests when when uh, young Peggy was a month old was a sniff the controversial. So I thought, um, <sighs> best that I come home, and the fact yeah. that it was a three-day test uh, gives me two more nights with the fam and uh, in the circumstances, no complaints. And that's very kind of your words about our coverage as well. That's, um, I'll, I'll be magnanimous and say the ABC are doing a great job as well. Uh, yeah, but, um, that's right. They uh, still do a good job. Team Australia over there with, with the broadcast. But... Mm. Um, yeah, the fact that our coverage has been so well received, both at home and abroad as well. So many people downloading the app in India and other parts of the cricketing world, breaking all these records that we've been told about from management. It's really cool. So you are Adam, Mitch, Swepson, Pat Cummins, Collins. That's who we're speaking to. You've sort of tapped into all of them with the baby. The baby's there. You've gone back home, mid-tour. Um, <laughs> now, Adam, am I right? I'm pretty sure you were in the commentary chair and it was late on day two when, when Travis Ed was getting going. And I said, this is one of the, yeah. I was listening. I said, this is the best insight I've ever heard because in commentary, co-commentator able to translate Hindi and say exactly what <laughs> the keeper was jabbering away, which was, uh, come on boys, we've got to, we've got to try something else now rather than it wasn't, you know, good ball or that, you know, I, I thought that was some of the greatest insight. You thought, Oh, hang on. They're a little worried here. That was an amazing moment in commentary. They were. Yeah, well, you're, and I loved it as well. The benefit of having um, speakers in our commentary team who have a number of languages who are from India by extraction. So I'm sure Brat Sundarace is well known to your audience and on your show a lot. Harsha Bogle, Ravi Shastri. They speak so many languages between them that if we have anyone on and they're chatting to each other, um, we're probably going to get a good translation. So that, you're right, was spot on because it was getting away from India. They, they'd um, had the chance to build a really imposing lead over Australia. Second new ball, they wiped the last three wickets out in about 20 deliveries, and suddenly Australia had a lead of one. It felt against the flow of play when Akshar and, and uh, Ashwin were batting so well together for the eighth wicket, putting on 114. So then for about an hour, as you say, the game completely changes with Travis Head, uh, and we're thinking, well, well, everyone was thinking um, that if he bats for a session on morning three, uh, if Travis Head's still there at lunch, uh, then Australia are probably off to the races. But as we know, um, 9 for 47, one of the most profound collapses that 
well, in modern Australian test history, really. There, there have been a few biggies, uh, but that's right there on the podium. <laughs> Adam, you spoke about that collapse, and then we've had uh, Pat Cummings, David Warner, Josh Hazelwood all coming home. I've been watching the, the rhetoric on social media, and the Australian public has turned on this this team pretty quickly. Do you, do you think it's a bad look, these players coming home, regardless of the reasons, mid-test series? Oh, look, I think this was always the plan, James. So in the case of Cummins, it's a private matter. It's to do with his family's health. I mean, I think we should just be mindful of that. I reckon listeners should be really aware of the fact that Pat Cummins would not be coming home unless this was serious. So we should keep that in mind. Um, when it comes to Warner and Hazelwood, they're both not going to play. The etiquette normally is if, you, if your players aren't fit, and in Warner's case, a hairline fracture in his arm, concussed at the same time in that same spell, on day one there. Um, he was obviously desperate to stay in the contest, but, but he couldn't. So that's why he's coming home. And Hazelwood's an interesting one. Uh, he, he's only played now three test matches in the last year and a bit. Um, he's missed a lot of cricket through a lot of badly timed injuries. Feel for him. Uh, he'll be gutted because when he's been fit, he's been exceptional. But um, yeah, unfortunately, this Achilles injury is a little bit more serious than they must have first thought when he picked it up in Bangalore in their training camp a couple of weeks ago. The other side of it is they had the flexibility to fly players out. So Mitch Stark joined them before the second test match, albeit not quite fit to play, or maybe he was fit to play. I mean, we, we haven't really got the definitive line on that from the Australian Brains Trust. I think if they desperately wanted the second seamer to play at Delhi, he might have been good to go, but he'll certainly be fit for the third test match. Same applies for Cameron Green, uh, and they'll have that extra option to fly players out if they wish to. Maybe an extra all-rounder, I reckon, as cover for Green maybe another specialist bat, uh, and I guess conceivably they might fly out another fast bowler if they think that they want to have cover in case Mitchell Stark um, you know, re-injures the, the tendon to his finger. All right, Adam, one other uh, subject we're talking about today, and this is a multiple choice. We'll give you multiple choice uh, late night there in, uh, in the UK. <laughs> so multiple choice, Dave Warner. Has he, A, played his last test, B, will be picked again, or C, retires now on his own terms? A, B, or C? I think it's B, but with a a nod to C. Like, Dave's smart enough to know that he's on his farewell lap. So, but (laughs) I used to work in politics, and, you know, there's there's an idea of the perfect resignation time for a minister just before the scandal completely engulfs you so that you can go to the back bench and return to the front bench eventually. Um, Warner's missed his perfect resigning point. That probably would have been in the Australian summer. Now, not with a view to returning, but as far as, you know, for him, if he wanted to just manage it and, and get out of there. He, he could have done that after the double time. But that's not the way David Warner's built. David Warner's not thinking about, oh, look, can I have a, you know, a couple of extra um, fractions on the average when I finish because it's easier to leave now on home soil having made a double ton, which inflates the numbers. He's thinking, um, oh, India, what an opportunity to enjoy success there, uh, having played in Australian teams that have done poorly there. Well, certainly the 2013 side that did poorly and lost 4 nil and and in 2017, he wasn't a heavy contributor when they lost 2-1. And he's thinking England, where he didn't do well at all. Far from it. He had a disastrous Ashes tour in 2019. His rationale surely is, well, again, for him, if he can return one more time to England and actually make it count this time for him, uh, what a great um, redemption arc that would be from a personal perspective. So I actually quite admire it that he's saying, I'm not willing to, um, I'm not willing to pull out Uh, on the basis that I think it's all too hard. He wants to get up for the contest one more time. Now, there's a separate question as to whether CA should have let him do that. CA 
and the powers that be have the authority to tell Warner when time's time. And, and they, uh, you know, big enough and ugly enough to make their own decisions and they're closer to it than we could ever be. Um, and with a lot of experience, a lot of test cricket and, and all the other various component parts. So um, they've seen fit to let Warner go around one more time. He foreshadowed last summer that this was the last year of his test cricket career. He'll become a white ball cricketer only after that. So my, my little caveat there about B and C, I actually think what he might do is retire after the World Test Championship final. If they make it. If they make it. No if, if they make the it. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they probably will anyway, because mm. even if everything goes wrong in India, Sri Lanka would need to beat New Zealand 2-0 to, to knock them out. Mm. And I, I, I can't see that happening in reality. But mm. yeah, I wonder whether Warner might see that as the natural jumping off point, being the end of the World Test Championship cycle, a chance to play off in that one-off, you know, grand final style game at the Oval. And if they were successful there... Um, sure, it would mean him not staying on for the Ashes. But, yeah, I think that might end up being the halfway house. OK, walk off into the sunset. Uh, Adam, we've taken enough of your family time on this break, mate. Enjoy uh, enjoy the little one there and, and the family time at home. We can't wait for the coverage. You're a key part of it, of SEN's coverage of the third test. Cheers, guys. Looking forward to eventually getting back to indoor next week. That's it. Uh, Adam Collins from SEN Cricket. Uh, just on the text as we go to a break, the crack has been in touch, uh, James, on uh, Bulldogs Radio. Morning, guys. The dogs should be 8 to 10th. Anything less is disappointing. That's from the crack on 0457. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Vossi and James Magnuson, Michelle Bishop with a sports update for Anytime Fitness coming up in just a moment. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.